Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 24 and preview of round 25. This episode is brought to you as always by the great Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. And whoever that guy was who was better than soccer at ESPN. Yeah, the lynch mob that's going after that guy. That's who this podcast is brought to you by. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, a.k.a. Dashdar from the MLS Fantasy Boss Forums and from Reddit. And I'm joined with uh, me by a couple of great guys I'm always excited to do the podcast with. We have Simon. Hey, everyone. And Jason, a.k.a. Woo. What's going on? Well, glad to have you. So let's just jump right into this. Um, what did you guys think of last week and how did your teams do? Uh, I did okay. 69 points, but took a minus four. Went up like 31 ranks to, to 379, so I'm happy about that. Uh, not happy about captaining Jovinko. Man, I, oh, got it wrong there, but oh well. It happens. Yeah, I didn't even make any trades. I was uh, I listened to the last <laughs> podcast that I wasn't on, and I got inspired to set up some Dugout FC um, Premier League stuff, so I was trying to get some people set up for that and busy with work and you know so i i realized too late that was that was this week there was a thursday game yes yeah the thursday thing threw me off so i came home and had a couple beers and realized that it was after the deadline so (laughs) Um, i had simon on the field that did nothing for me Mm. no one to back him up so not great well, I enjoyed this past week. I ended up with 84 points, only made two transfers, so I didn't take any negatives this time. And uh, I went up a few points, I think about 30 positions, so I'm, I'm at 130 overall right now. Um, I feel like it, it ended up a lot like we would expect the, these rounds. So a lot of the home teams won, a lot of the teams that we expected to score big did score big. Maybe with Toronto being the exception coming up with a big goose egg there. Um well, I thought that the LA Galaxy and the Dallas game was going to be one of the better games of, of last week. Um, and LA did pull it off, but I, I think it was really Philly and Chicago that that was pretty entertaining with just goals on both sides, which we don't see a lot from Chicago. So that was that was great. And of course, I brought in Maidana right there. He's my last trade and all the assists went to him. So that was that was just icing right there. Dude, I saw you captained Maidana. That was a great decision. And I captained Via. Oh, you captained Via? Wait, who captained Maidana then? Not I. That would have been... I, I captained Via, and I definitely can't complain about getting an assist and a goal. So I know that Maidana got some more points. King got some more points. But um, I'm not going to look look a 10-point captain in the, in the mouth. Oh, uh, I think it was somebody who I was playing in head-to-head who captained Maidana in one of my leagues. Yeah, that was rough. Ugh. Good call. Good call right there. Well, I captained Geo as well, so you weren't alone. I think like 60% or something of the top 100 did. Well, I'm not near the top 100, but... I wonder wonder what the average captain is of the highest captain from the previous round. Like, oh, that guy, let's just go with him again. See what happens. That would be be interesting. I wish we had some breakdowns like of most captain guy like they do with with EPL. Yeah, normally it would have been good, but yeah, you know... Toronto away uh, against New York it didn't didn't really jump out to me, so I, I rolled the dice, rolled the dice. 
So we're going to move right along to the housekeeping stuff. There were a bunch of yellow cards last round, so just be sure to check the disciplinary report before you go online and make your trades. The biggest thing to know is that kickoff this round is Wednesday. That's that's two days. Unless you're listening to this tomorrow, then it's, it's one day away. So that's 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Wednesday, and you guys got to watch out for that. Don't get caught like Jason here with, without making any trades. And then also remember that LA, Seattle, and DC have midweek CCL games. So keep that in mind with those lineups. There could be some shuffling or some guys taking some breaks. Uh, fortunately, none of those guys are double game weeks, which is also this round. So a lot of stuff going on. Disciplinary, kickoff early, CCL, and double game week. So this should be fun. This, this is the kind of stuff that uh, really gets MLS fantasy managers' blood pumping that you don't really get with uh, EPL all the time. Yeah, I was wanted to note one thing that I think I screwed it up. We send out like a rundown of, you know, some stuff to say before the show. And I, I realized I typed the same thing twice today. But uh, there were a couple of ACL tears this week. And like Chris Korb from D.C. and Jordan Stewart from San Jose both tore their ACLs, which sucks. So they're injured, but it might open up some cheaper players who, who might come in and take their spots. And also, there's a lot of players a game away from yellow card suspension, including uh, quite a few who are double game week players this round. Yeah, so check the disciplinary report. You can find that on the MLS front page, not the fantasy page, but right there on the MLS front page. You can get everything there with... Uh, the updates with the news section, just go down to disciplinary report and you can easily find the injury report right below it. So check it out. Good stuff. I uh, wish we had a more accurate ticker to help us with those things. Yeah. In the game. I'm sorry to jump in again, but I've looked and it's not updated again right now. I don't it's know usually why not. it takes so long. Yeah, that's fair. Although... Uh, you'd think with a kickoff on Wednesday, they could maybe get it updated a little bit sooner. We'll but get updated on Wednesday about yeah, 7 so o'clock. Yeah, make sure you uh, check it and check the updated version. So. so let's jump into our questions right now. We have our first one it comes from Diaz Donuts and asks, after Finlay and Failhaber, it's a nice alliteration there, is Poku the next best double game week option in the midfield, or should we be focusing on some of the elite single game week midfielders after those big two? I don't know. Is Poku going to play 90 minutes? Um, I, you know, he's looked great other than the ones, but I, that's when he was only playing 17 minutes or something like that. Um, I think the uncertainty of whether he actually plays both games or, you know, full minutes in both those games opens the door to, you know, discussing whether Chani or McNamara are, you know, take that third spot for midfielders. Um, the rest of the question, I don't know if I would look for, you know, a, a, a single player just because the price tag on them. I would probably spend my money on double players or split it elsewhere. But if you do have a good single game, you know, you know, if you have Geo or, you know, somebody, Geo's playing, right? Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily look to trade them, but I wouldn't necessarily go for Poku personally. I went for Chani, and he's, I think, the third most popular midfielder so far in the trades going into the. Yeah, I don't, Poku scares me. Like he's done really well whenever he's started, but if you look at his, um, like the minutes played, 
he's only started like two of the last, I think, eight rounds or something. And there's no guarantee that he's going to start with Lampard probably coming back. I don't know. If he starts that first game, maybe you pick him up. Just wait until lineups come out to make your transfers because New York is in the first game. I think if he starts, he's a really good bet because the Columbus defense hasn't been hasn't been super solid and he's shown he's good. But, yeah, that's totally dependent on lineups in my opinion. I wouldn't pick him up if he doesn't start because if he doesn't start the first one, there's we it's been shown there's no guarantee he's starting the second one. And he hasn't been particularly effective as a fantasy option when he doesn't start. Right. I would just add, I would probably say is getting very close to the to the point of chasing points with him. I, you know, he's looked good for two real, two great games, but you know, we don't really know that much as far as consistency because he hasn't played that much. So, I think you nail it right on the head, Simon, with with Lampard coming back. That that's usually when he's getting those starts. Now, I know the last time I I thought he was going to start, Lampard came back and it kind of screwed the pooch for, for all that. So that in mind, Lampard with Pirlo, it's it's going to be tough for Poku to get those minutes, which he's able to capitalize. So I really wish he would play more often, especially with Lampard being so fragile. But um, that is the, the key there. I, I think you overlook at least one player if you just jump all, already to Poku after after Failhaber. Um, and some of this is going to depend on if he's healthy, but definitely take a look at MPG because he he was really getting some good service before before the injury. I know San Jose has got a couple of away games, but he's he's one to keep in mind. After that, uh, yeah, there's nobody else really at New York City I'd really want to invest in at at midfield at this time. And so one of those single game week guys, this could be a good time to get Geo going against. Uh, Orlando City. You may take another look at um, Pedro Morales against Dallas, who have traditionally not been very good on the road. And uh, maybe even this is time to bring back in Legette or or maybe roll the dice on Gerard. But yeah, I, th- I think those are definitely the two options that you want to consider with MPG maybe a third pending his injury status. Our next question comes from Rosro FC13, who asks, do we think Dia is going to play this double game week? Uh, after playing a bunch, he played three minutes and 57 minutes, respectively, for the past two weeks. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is a tough one, um, mostly because I'm not Peter Vermees, and Peter Vermees is the only one who's going to know. Um I don't like taking risks on players that might play. Kansas City has some pretty nice fixtures, but I don't know. Do you really want to take a risk on players who are questionable to play and don't have a super high ceiling, even if they do? I would just avoid Dia and, you know, maybe some somebody else. Um, sorry. I wish I had a better answer, but my answer is that I'm not Peter Vermees, and so I would grab. I would. I would not grab Dia. I. I don't know if he's going to play. I have no opinion either way. But either way, I wouldn't. I would not pick him up. Yeah, he's he's obviously. Everyone's being tempted by this sub 5.0 guy who who might start. Uh, Sporting's got one home game to. San Jose this round, and they have an away game to Columbus this round. The away game is definitely a, 
has a great chance of giving up some goals. San Jose's been on a bit of a turnaround since they've picked up Quincy Ameriqua, so they, they might be able to stink something at home. And, you know, unless you're getting a clean sheet, he is not putting up any kind of points that are, are fantasy-worthy at all. He's not getting CBIs. He's not really memory serves. He's not really getting the attacking kind of points either that, that you might hope for. So I don't, I don't think he's worth it, even if he does start. Um, I'd, I'd rather look for putting the money someplace else. I'd, I'd honestly rather go with Angelino on, on New York because they can at least score on the road, sometimes a little bit better with, with their away game. So, and he's just five. Yeah, if I was going to pick up a Kansas City defender, I'd probably go with Ellis. But again, I don't really know what's going to happen with, with them. Sonovic is listed uh, with a concussion, Annie Baba with a left thigh strain, and then Nopara is obviously out. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Dia does play both. Oh. Um, Speaking of Ellis, so Ellis is on yellow card warning, just so people know. I mean, I have him on my team, but he is on four yellow cards, and he is one game away from, um, what's it called, the thing where they take one away? The whatever that good the behavior incentive, incentive or whatever, whatever, whatever the heck. Yeah. I don't know what they officially call that. But anyway, he's on a yellow card suspension warning. So if you do pick him up and he somehow gets a yellow card in that first game, you're not getting a double game week player. I've decided it's worth the risk because at his price, uh, he's really good production. But just something to be aware of. I do agree with Reed. I like Angelino as a possible option, but... You know, I did pick up Ellis. That's what I decided to go with, just because he's getting bonus points. And, you know, I think home against San Jose is good. Away against Columbus, I'm not so sure about. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's the one that's kind of scary. But it is fun seeing Ameriqua yeah. have, you know, a, a bit of a surge. I do. I'm, I'm really digging that. I think he's a fantasy favorite for, you know. Quincy. At least, at least this podcast. So our next question comes from SwagB6, who asks, uh, who is more important, Kamara or Finlay? If I pick up both, is it better to transfer out Maidana or transfer out Legette and Simon so he can free up his budget uh, and then pick up a 5.0 defender and take a minus four? Uh, you know, I'm not used to really seeing Legette be in a sentence about freeing up money because he's so cheap already. It's it's he he is the guy you bring in to free up your money. Uh, yeah, definitely drop Simon though if you need to if you need to free up that budget. Like we said, Angelino's a 5.0, a great option, especially on the road. And I would totally take in minus four during a double game week to get both of those guys in. Columbus is at home, and I, I think you can see some good production from from Kamara and Finlay. Um, As I'm trying to, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling with who is more important because I really think it just kind of comes down to your preference. I, I think both of them are important, and it's totally worth transferring out Maidana for that. Uh, I don't know. You guys can give some better examples for that. I, I want to say Finlay is the more important of the two, but I, I really have nothing to go with that. It's just sort of my gut. I don't know. I think Kamara is more likely to get big points, so I would rate him more important personally, but. Um... I think they are fairly close. I would definitely pick up Kamara if it was just one for me. Um, when, I go, when you're considering Maidana for Chani or taking a minus four and picking up a, a defender, you know, Angelino, I do like as a pick for, for the money. I don't know if it's worth a minus four. I would probably pick up Kamara and Chani and drop Maidana. That's what I would do. 
wouldn't take the minus four. Yeah. Uh, I have been struggling with this question, too. I can't really make both of them work money-wise with my plans for next week without taking uh, maybe a minus eight. And that would involve getting rid of Legette, too. I don't like it. I don't like getting rid of Legette this week. I think you should keep Legette. Um, he is going to play on Sunday against a New York City team that has shown that it can't defend at all and has two road games this week. I honestly think that you're probably better just keeping Legette over whoever else because the Galaxy could put... It's going to sound stupid and like hyperbole, but honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if LA put six or seven goals past New York. Yeah, it's New York's second game. I mean, they're going to be tired. That's a lot of travel, so. Yeah, like, and it's, yeah, it's already a sold-out game. I like, I would have a hard time, I would have a hard time, you know, justifying transferring him out and taking a minus four to, like, deal with all of all of that. Uh, I would transfer out my Donna instead of instead of Legette. But I think I'm only gonna have Finlay. I don't think I'm gonna have Kamara. Uh, money wise difficult and I think you're fine with one of them. Legette's also ridiculously efficient when it comes to getting points off of goals and assists. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So that was our last question from the general questions round. Now we're going to move on to the player picks and the questions that relate a bit more strongly to that. So first we're going to start out, guys, with who are your goalkeeper and your defender picks? And then first a question, and this comes from Chris MG 9992 who asks, I need a cheap defender who's under 5.7 uh, just for this game week. Any recommendations among the double game week contenders? I'm leaning towards Francis from San Jose. Yeah, Francis has two tough away games. They're not giving up goals like New York City has been, so that's uh, and they don't have the, ro the roster chaos of Kansas City. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad bet. Um, I like Angelino better for the double game weeks, but Francis is a really pretty good option. I mean, you don't have much under five, um, except for the, you know, Dia question. He's probably the best player of the bunch, but very questionable whether he plays. There's no way to know. And then what else you got? Abdul Salam has been playing for Kansas City, but who knows? Um, I would say either Francis or Angelina is a good, Angelina's a good bet. Same diff. Yeah. I'm sticking with just Ellis as a double game week defender and my others. I'm sticking with Polster and Toya. Uh, I don't think any of the double game week defense is really that appealing this week. Yeah, going cheap on a, a week where they have fairly rough fixtures all the way around for the defense. This is going to be an attacking week, not a defending week for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, as I said last show and as we already mentioned before, uh, I think one of the best double game week defenders you can get is Angelino and it's mostly because he does have some attacking potential with New York on the road um, otherwise uh, if you could squeeze a few like 0 0.3 0 0.6 more maybe get maybe get wall Tyson wall from Columbus since they're both at home but uh, like Jason said this is a this is a rough round for for defenders so just just go budget and throw that money up front so I'm not going to let you guys off the hook, though. Who are your keeper and defender picks in general 
for this round. My favorite keeper is the one that you have. Um, defender, <laughs> I would say Ellis is the best bet if I'm making a defender trade. Yeah, for me, it's Malia and Ellis. You already gave us your whole lineup there, Simon, so thank you. Yeah. Did you let me off the hook? I think you let me off the hook. I think I wiggled off. Uh, I made you say Ellis just now, but... Um, I'll never commit to a keeper. I don't care about keepers. You said the one they're, I have instead. We went with Malia. Their, their form is like so close to each other that it's, like, it's really not... I just don't see the value in making trades on them very often at all. I know. Yeah, unless there's somebody in an EPL who gets you a red card in their first game. I'm only a little bitter. Oh, I'm extremely bitter about my fantasy Premier League keeper situation, but we're not going to talk about that. At least on this podcast. Nope, not on this podcast. So moving on to our midfielders, we have Rolling Carey who asks us, what are our thoughts on Pirlo uh, for a Diaz rage replacement? Ouch, is, is Diaz really that much of a, of a rage inducer? I mean, I guess I can understand why, like, you're pretty angry that Diaz didn't play and his injury wasn't disclosed. Yeah, and then uh, he went to Monterey and sent pictures of himself from the airport. I could see how, if you're a hardcore Dallas fan, I'd be pretty upset. But I think he plays. MLS, MLS gonna MLS. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag because MLS. I don't know. Sure, whatever. If you want to play pure low go for it. I don't think it's a good idea. I would pick up like, I don't know, anyone else, Giovanni Dos Santos, whatever. Like, I don't think Pirlo is like going to be scoring a ton of points. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, no, don't do that. Don't take out. No. Yeah. Don't invest in the Pirlo train. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I, I guess I have to agree. I, I really don't think he's got a whole lot going on for him right now. Um, he's helping out when they have all three of their big guys in there. I think it gets a little crowded, so I, I would stay away. And I don't think that would be a good rage replacement. Um, we already covered the double game week guys. I, I think there's a few single game week guys that you could also look at. I think I touched on them earlier with, with Pedro Morales or or even Gerard if you wanted to, to rage with with money, you could do that. I'm assuming you already have have uh, Juvenko, so you could always go with Piatti, I guess. Sorry. Um, I think Pirlo, you know, the only thing I could see in his, in his advantage is if he can keep these bonus points up, he got one, then two, then three. If he keeps the two or three range, you know, he could be a cheap fail hopper. He's not that much cheaper, but, um, I, you know, I think, it, it, you know, overall, he was not a good cheap fail hopper. I, lo I love him as a player. I just don't think he's going to be a good fantasy player, and it's definitely too soon to tell. And I would also say, as far as a specific Diaz rage replacement, get over it. I think Diaz plays this week. <laughs> I don't know how mad – well, maybe. Maybe if you're really mad about it, I would be. Like when I saw that picture, I was like, "What the hell?" So, isn't he injured though? That's like the thing. It was precautionary. Basically, he was approved by the coach okay. to travel, and then went to the airport and took you know selfies and sent them out on Twitter or whatever kids use these days. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, you uh, could always go if it wasn't for I guess the away game. I, I don't see why we should take Castillo out of the picture as a Diaz rage replacement. They do play Real Salt Lake 
in the next round, and then they actually have a game during the round 27 massive bye week. So, uh, I mean, having some guys from Dallas might not be awful, but but yeah, you want them to be playing the games and not sipping my ties. I think he plays this week. He's a practice, so. There we go. Right here. Jason weighs in. He plays this week. Unfortunately, he does not have Twitter, so you can't harass yeah, you him. Can't, if, yeah, if he you, can't, you can't reach me. Uh, so our second question before we get to our picks comes from Bergdorf underscore Bagman, who asks, Chani, Mustavar, Poku, pick one and why? That's that's a good question. Um, we covered Poku a little bit already. I think I'm going to go with Chani just because he is on a bit of form right now and Columbus has two home. So no, no travel, lots of rest, big crowd. Uh, I like it. It's also affordable. Yeah. Chani's a known quantity. Mustavar is a little less known, less points over the season. He had a good game, 11 points, but uh, Columbus has better fixtures. I say Chani. Uh, Poku, I don't know. I think, I think that's chasing points right now. Uh, for me, if Poku starts, it's definitely Poku. Just because I think when he started, I know it's a super small sample size, but when he started, he's been solid. Otherwise, you go with Chani, just again because of the consistency factor. But you know that Chani's ceiling is super low, which kind of scares me. Um, he'll probably get you some points, but I honestly, you know, defensive midfielders in fantasy scare me. The only one I'm really willing to pick up is Dax McCarty because he's so solidly a four or a five and sometimes more. Chani will sometimes, you know, even get you a two or a three, which is a little bit odd. And without a high ceiling to me, it's kind of hard to justify that. But, you know, you do you. Honestly, I'd probably pick up McNamara over any of oh, those cool. just because... I think that he's like a little bit of a better bet uh, in terms of he's been consistent when he starts. He's less he's less money than um, what's his face, less money than Chani, and uh, yeah, he's he's pretty much a locked starter for New York at this point. So uh, maybe maybe it's a good idea to consider him instead. That's an interesting option. I'm, I kind of like that. Uh, just so everyone knows, Dax with New York Red Bulls is on a bye this week, so don't go don't go look to add him to your team. Yeah, sorry, I was just talking about defensive midfielders oh, yeah. in general. Even though he he is actually on my team and he's staying on my bench this there week, so I've questioned myself. So questions aside, <laughs> who are your midfielder picks for this round? Felhub? I think I do. I think you have to go. I think it's a go big round. Yeah, my pick is Failhaber. I mean, that's kind of a cop-out, though, to say Failhaber. Because if you don't own Failhaber, what are you even doing? Why? Like, how do you not have Failhaber? Well, I think every time I've been asked that, I say Failhaber. So I think it would be a cop-out if I didn't. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You've been on the Failhaber train since, like, I was actually annoyed when, two. when uh, was it Sporting Kansas City told me that he wasn't going to get points this year and I shouldn't have him on my field and I listened to him and regretted it for a week. So. <laughs> Thanks for uh, otherwise, I'll go with Giovanni Dos Santos because uh, even though he's a single game week player, I think he's going to absolutely rip uh, New York apart. Hmm. We will get on that. On that we will get to that game. some after all these. Uh, I, I think this is definitely a go big 
week as far as your your midfielders just clean out that money from the back line, throw it in there with with Benny, throw it in there with with Geo. I think you need to have have uh, Finlay in there as well, and uh, yeah, Leggett would be good. Giovanni dos Santos, I I kind of like that. That's that's a nice little little thing you got going there. Um, if MPG is playing, I, I kind of like going with MPG or or Pedro Morales. I, I think this is a good time. You know, as I'm looking at the fixtures right now, I, I wish Travis was here because Diego Valeri's or, or Guy, Diego Valeri's been coming on a little bit recently. That could be a nice little differential pick if you wanted to pick that up. But this is I think this is the time to invest big in these attacking players and just go with the usual names. Yeah, Jovinko was a tough one for me because I already have him. So it's tough to get rid of him, but 12.9 million with, you know, you could turn that into a couple really good players, but I did end up deciding to keep him. I hope that pays off after the six points he pulled in for me last week. So our final questions, uh, kind of three quick in a row, all about forwards. We have Chris J.D. Grady who asks us, is it worth dropping Keen for Via this week? Yes. Oh, I mean, sorry, no, no. I was looking at the, the one of those. No, do not drop Keen. What are you doing? Why? Keen is a god. I don't care who you're replacing with him with. The answer is no. Never drop Keen. Uh, I'm gonna say no because I think you should have both of these guys in your team, and uh, I think this might be the time to kind of fall back to the Kamara Keen via front three. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, but it would involve dropping Geo, so I didn't do it. Oh, that's that's tough. Case. That's a that's Whoa. a tough call. Well, follow up for this one comes from Boy and Boy, and it asks, uh, thinking about the opposite, would you do Bradley Wright Phillips out for Keen? I think absolutely, because he doesn't play. That's true, I, and I think Simon summed it up is that this this could be a very juicy round for L.A. They've been on the road for a little bit. They're coming back home, and while New York can put some goals in when they are away, a little bit better defense when they are away, it's away to L.A., and it, it could get nasty. So, yeah, totally. Bradley, Bradley Wright Phillips out for Keene all day. And our final follow-up comes from Guadam0826, who asks, should, should I drop Keen, Via, or Nemeth for Kamara? Nemeth is the the main option. Or, you know, put, put all the names in a hat and draw three and go with whatever it tells you. But seriously, I would have Keen, Via, and Kamara. Nemeth is the guy out of that list for sure. Yeah, same, same here for me, although... Yeah, no, I would definitely drop Namath for Kamara. I wouldn't drop either of the other ones, but I, it's when you talk about, like, are you going to have to take a four-point hit, then I'm not sure it's worth it, because I think Nemeth is a totally fine option, too. Uh, Kansas City's looked good. I don't think I could really blame you for going with Nemeth. Uh, I'm going to save my my answer for some focus discussion right after this, because it does it does feed well into that. I'm just going to ask you guys who are your forwards for this round? He's my top one, even though I don't have him. I think he's. I think he has the biggest chance to have a single game awesome performance, but Via and Kamara are the other two for me. Those three are... Yeah, 
all about the Keen via Kamara front line. Uh, I think all three are pretty important. Although, my boy Robbie Keen is the most important of all of them, single game week or not. Yeah, I I too like the KVK, so we can we can all agree on that. But that brings up the question: single game week versus double game week. Um, Lots of times, especially this season, we've been looking for a balance, and it's not uncommon for these single game week guys to sneak in to the to the best eleven at the end of the round into the dream team. So, are you guys looking at some single game week players? I know that we see Keen as big. Going back to that last question, Namath and and Dwyer, double game weeks, and Sporting Kansas City's been on a bit of a tear recently. They're 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 really doing well. Uh, and we have Keen out or, or Via when you're looking at a, a, a very strong set of forwards there that we're just disregarding. Um, are our single game week players viable this round? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just look at the history and I don't see why you can't take a risk on single game week players. What you just have to keep in mind is that double game week players have twice the opportunity to earn points so you just have to weigh it you know is Robbie Keane's home game against the tired New York City FC team uh better than the combined two opportunities of whoever else for Keane I think the answer is yes for a lot of other players the answer is probably no uh this week it happens to be like you've got Jovinko too who's got like Orlando City at home and Orlando City can't defend and they've got a player or two in their midfield suspended because of yellow cards, I believe, which is really like, seems like a just no brainer to me why you'd keep Gio. Um, you know, if there was anyone with like an awful, awful fixture, then you kind of wonder, eh, you know, maybe I should dump them for a slightly worse double game week player, but it's all about the opportunity. So yeah, why not? Single game week players are fine. You just got an individual case basis. For me, it usually boils down to I have single game week players that I want to keep, and I'm looking for double game week players to bring in that makes sense. So it's very rare that I would bring in a single game week player on a double game week, but it's I guess not impossible. But it's usually about the players that I have and what you know the ones that I really want to keep and the the cheaper pieces that I can move around to to get some value, I guess. So are those two sporting Kansas City forwards just not quite there enough to to break into or is it because that LA New York City game is so juicy? I, I think the thing that people forget about sometimes is yeah, they're playing the first game in the last game, but that's thousands of miles they have to fly in multiple time zones. And I, I think we've seen that that really does take a toll on on people over the season. Yeah, I mean, for me it's you always have to think that the t- team who's playing against a double game team on their on their second leg, you know, has a real good shot of just blowing them out. And we've seen historically that that's happened. I don't have a stat in front of me. I just remember all those times last year and a little bit less so this year. I think because we haven't seen such the intense coast-to-coast travel during double game weeks, although we're going to see some this week. Uh, you, you really saw teams just get absolutely blown out. And then let's talk about specifically the Kansas City case. People talking about Dwyer and Nemeth. If 
you look, I think Nemeth is clearly the better option. He's $2 million less, and Dwyer hasn't scored more than eight this entire year. I, like, I honestly baffles me why people are so into Dwyer. He's got a total score of 78 points this year. He's shown absolutely nothing to be worth his 10.5 million price tag. It's completely baffling to me, honestly. Yeah, it's definitely definitely tough with with those. So uh, I know I, I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying. That it's it's those matchups that you really have to try to find. I think there are a couple of of promising ones. You guys touched on it. The the Toronto and the LA. I I think the Vancouver one has some promise as well too. They were lighting it up with goals last round too. So um, I think there are a couple of diamonds in the rough that could be found this week if you're just looking to fill it's a team out or get some differentials. But I'm going to bring up something from last week that we talked about. Uh, speaking of of Javinko, and uh, we were—I don't know if we scooped MLS or if MLS scooped us for what we were going to do. But I believe it was Ben Bear who posted an article last last week that it, that was titled "Is it possible that Toronto FC Sebastian Javinko is better off without Michael Bradley and Josie Altador?" And we were just talking about that, how we how we thought that played in. And he breaks everything down into touches and goals and assists and and points per game. And he's uh, actually gotten more goals without both of them there. But he's gotten more assists with with both of them, and he's gotten just as many assists with both as he has with just one or the other. Um, his points per game are actually highest with Altador, which kind of surprised me. Uh, oh, sorry, with with Bradley, which which did not surprise me. Um, and I forgot what surprised me about Altador. I guess it was nothing. Um, all I could think of was how Guy was not a big fan of his. But yeah, he, he was getting two points per game with just Bradley. And he's getting 1.75 with Altador. So um, I don't know. Ultimately, Ben decides, no, no, of course, it's not better with without them. They're, they're these big money guys. I, I don't know. I, I the, Obviously, that's what we don't get here is the fantasy impact. This is just raw stats for the game that Toronto's going to care about. But uh I don't know. Did you guys think about that any over this past week? Um, not really, to be honest. I didn't really think about it at all, which is not very interesting for the podcast's sake. But uh, we need me to guy. Yeah, wow. You'd think I would have. You'd think I would have thought about it. I sat on my couch for nine hours on Saturday watching soccer. So you'd think I'd have thought about it at some point there, but no, not really. That definitely sounds like more of a guy kind of question. He'd be all over that probably. A little bit. I mean, I, I, I'm waiting for the next article that looks at the same thing with Vila and Pirlo and Lampard to see. Though I guess Lampard's not been there enough to, to really to, to really get a lot of playing time. But um, if maybe if Villa does better with only one or the other, because I, I don't know. We're getting a lot of congestion with some of these teams that, that have all the money that, that just get all these stars and not a whole lot of outlets. Or they just haven't developed the the connection just yet perhaps that's toronto's problem would you guys say with with all these internationals they really haven't had a, enough time to develop how to play with all three of those big guys i don't know i think toronto is fine with all three of them i'm standing by that i honestly think that they're better with all three um fantasy wise maybe they're not better but as a team they seem fine 
With New York, it's, yeah, it's definitely the fact that they haven't had time and also that Lampard and Pirlo are slow and old. And when you have both of them there, it makes your team slow. But, you know, I don't know. All the TFC players are perfectly competent on their own. It's going to be interesting to see how Hercules Gomez affects that, though, because that's another player you got to fit in, and who knows whose production he takes away from, or does he just make their offense total firepower? Who knows? Yeah, they're going to have four guys soon, so this is going to be an interesting situation for them. As I said, this is the season that was designed to get Toronto to the playoffs, so... Yeah. We shall see. Everyone gets to make it. On paper, it definitely seems to be surprising if they don't, but... <laughs> but because MLS, it could happen. Well, because Toronto, I mean, they... Have a real... <laughs> yeah, they're cursed. You never I don't mean know. that as an insult. I just say historically. <laughs> no, they're cursed, man. It's, yeah, it's it's a serious possibility. I think they're making the playoffs and, and doing well, but you never know. <laughs> ominous, very ominous. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap up this round with who are your captain picks for for the coming week? I'll be going with Fail. Benny Failhaber. Yep, Failhaber. It's the safest bet. It's a very safe bet. Yes, indeed. Now, Jay wrote in before ben. he couldn't come in. He said that he was going with Kamara all the way. I would not do that because Kamara is on yellow card warning. Piece of advice, buddy. Isn't He's on yellow card warning. Don't do it. Don't do it. I thought Benny was too. Nah, Benny, Benny had one game left on the good behavior, and he didn't get one last game, so it should be taken away now. That's... Simon. Um, we'll have to look at the updated disciplinary. I had to go in and do the math myself on their stupid disciplinary report. <laughs> and so I'm like terrible at math, so I could have gotten it wrong. Well, you never it's know. It's frustrating but... because the, the yellow cards in the fantasy stats do not match the disciplinary committees or the you know stats elsewhere. So I don't know why some of them aren't there. I don't know. Do they do retroactive yellow? I thought they only did red. I'm not sure, but... Either they way, they don't change it in in uh, the fantasy stats. So if a card gets removed or added, they don't go back in and adjust. So. so, well, if it was there, I would just have an automated page that shows it. But I can't be bothered to actually think about <laughs> it. That's that's not my that's not my tool. It's not my toolbox. So, this stuff is free. There's only so much you get, right? Right. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I I'm honestly on the fence right now between Kamara or. Or Benny, though you make a very good point about the yellow card there, Simon. But you've made a lot of good points about the LA players as well, so that's kind of tempting. Damn you, Simon! I really want to captain Robbie Keane, but I feel like that's just dumb. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. I have like a gut feeling that captaining Keane is a great idea, but like logically, my mind will not let me go that far. We'll see. Maybe you get some some Twitter reinforcements to to boost your your energy there. Yeah, I don't know. People should tell me that. Maybe I'll pay attention to do that. On if Twitter. you guys want Simon to go with Keen, tweet so. him. Tweet Simon and tell him if you want him to go yeah. with Keen. Back him up. Go go in there with him. Yeah, exactly. Please do. <laughs> Those are all the picks that we have for this round. Uh, stay tuned for just a little bit longer for the community time. There's make a couple of fun announcements at the beginning. And uh, then we'll wrap this up pretty quick. Uh, this would make a lot more sense if we actually had commercials that I was spinning off to, but but no, 
No, we don't. This is just me talking. Uh, so the fun things right now is, is if you're wondering why Simon and, and Jason weren't here with us tonight, Jason is actually out on his second year wedding anniversary. So congrats, man, on that. Good job. Uh, wait, good priorities. Excellent right there. And then Guy had some family's things that he was attending to. Also, again, priorities. He, he regrets he couldn't make it out, but he's going to be back. And we're hoping he's going to be back later this week when we finally are able to record the first episode of the Fantasy Premier League Outsider. And uh, just, yeah. just some time problems with us last round. Uh, we couldn't really get everything together, but but we're shooting to get it done this week. And we're, we're hoping it's going to be fun. That's the idea. Hopefully more fun than awful, you know. <laughs> but give us your advice, definitely. And then the the last kind of fun announcement I'll make before we get into who scored the best in some of our leagues is I'm going to be making an update finally to some of the prizes that are going to be handed out this year. I, I had a, a nice little donation from a friend of mine with, with some things that I think will make it fun. So keep an eye on Reddit, and I will make an announcement for just some nicer prizes that we're going to be incorporating into the league, uh, the r slash fantasy MLS league. So keep an eye on that. And so that being said, we're going to go on to the highest scorer for the r slash fantasy MLS this week. And I'm kind of miffed about this because uh, the highest overall points this time was 95. And when you click on the highest scorer, you don't get this name because, um, Dave Feltner of, and, I, and I'm going to butcher your team name so much, uh, Dave Feltner, who's the manager of Team uh, Harmbus. I'm so sorry, uh, also got 95 points, but he's not the name that pops up, and he seems to be the more active of the two players. So congrats to Dave. In my mind, you're the overall top scorer of this round for the, in, for the entire game. So good job, man. Way to, way to keep up and be strong. Uh, as far as head-to-heads go, Simon, any any good updates for you with head-to-head leagues? Yeah, I beat someone. Who's, I think it was... Wait, did I actually beat you, Jason? Yeah, you beat me in, our... in uh, <laughs> my third-place spot. We're tied for points, but it got me. Yeah, I'm points. doing something, I guess. <laughs> you, you uh, yeah, but I lost... I lost both my other ones in my other leagues. So, uh, yeah. Otherwise, no. It was rough. I am holding that number two spot right now in our hosts league. Uh, Travis and I are are just neck and neck at 15 wins, zero draws, nine losses each. He does get me on, on points. I think he's got um, like 31 more points than I do. So he's, he's pretty close with that. Um, He's been on vacation. Oh, yeah. Ha. I'm one behind both of y'all. <laughs> it's right. happening. Been, the cat comeback or whatever yeah, I've been, been calling it. Been coming on strong. Very, very strong. So Since being like two and seven or whatever. Well, you were like 5,000th. You were, you were way down there, weren't you? Oh, I was doing terribly. And I'm all the way back up into the top 400. Ah, cat, nine lives. I've lost 10 of them <laughs> in our fantasy league. Whatever. I got more. So get more um indeed and those, are the, yeah. those are the big updates i have um it's nice to see everybody doing well next year we'll definitely have a few more people in here to make it a little more competitive and, and just more more fun i know some guys became inactive so kind of some gimme points here every now and then 
Well, those are all the questions that we have and then the interesting little tidbits that we have for tonight. Guys, are there any anything you'd like to say before we go? Any plugs as we wrap up? I would just say um, the MLS Fantasy Viz site should, if everything's working, which it's not always, but uh, the Premier League live stats should be showing up there on the live page. So if you follow that, you can keep track in real time. I'm sure there's other sites out there that do that. I don't really follow Premier League Fantasy that closely, so... It's more of a hobby as opposed to a whatever this is. <laughs> Somewhere between a hobby and an obsession. I'm not sure what it is. For MLS. Yeah. No, I don't have any plugs. Uh, I do, uh, of course, check out MLS Fantasy Boss. Uh, Tyler has been traveling for, for a couple of weeks, and so he hasn't been able to do any bosses breakdowns recently. But I think that's going to be coming back for this round. So keep an eye up on those insights from Tyler and also of course Jason aka Antioch has his punts up on the website every week and so if you're looking for some good differential look for there. Uh, Guy's not here but I do feel like we should we should give a little plug out for him with uh, Fantasy Footy because he does a lot of good work over there and speaking of these three big websites right now uh, I'm sure there's others I hope there are others we'd love to hear about them. Uh, Reddit is having uh, some a little fun vote coming up soon. Uh, within the next week, you'll probably see a nomination thread for just Reddit r slash fantasy MLS um, fantasy blog of the year. So feel free to make nominations. Um, and if there's anything new in particular that you have found useful, I would love to see those websites uh, get some more visibility. So post them there. We'll have some voting later on, and then we're going to make a nice little fun picture, little little badge that you can display on the website for the eventual winner, and a nice little, what I hope to be, a little community involvement. So check those things out. And of course, be sure to make your team transfers. That's all that we have for this game. So good luck. <laughs>